Welcome to the Blue Dot Podcast. Please join us as we discuss what's happening in Harrison County, Indiana. Hey, Harrison County. I'm Elmer Ramos. And I'm Graylin Porter, and you're listening to the Blue Dot Podcast. County and welcome to episode 23 of the Blue Dot. On today's episode, we're going to be joined by Adam Schneider, who's going to um, discuss local happenings, especially the uh, warehouse that's going in Lanesville. Mm-hmm. And on our deep dive, we're going to be joined by Teresa Blight and Mike Kurtz mm-hmm. of the Macy House here in Corydon, um, which is a wonderful organization. And I did not know hardly anything about it until we talked to them. So, yeah, I think we're very lucky to have, uh, you know, a place like Macy House mm-hmm. to um, help people get back on their feet. Yeah, absolutely. So without further further ado, uh, we're going to jump right into it. Yep. Hey guys, if you love getting local updates from the Blue Dot, consider making a donation by visiting bluedothc.com slash donate. Blue Dot is made up of volunteers and all donations go towards reaching out into the community and bring you the information you deserve. Any contributions will make significant impact onto the podcast. Visit bluedothc.com slash donate to make your contributions. Thanks a lot. Okay, so um, the last time we talked about this issue was, I think, either the last episode or the episode before. And so we're talking about the 280,000 square foot warehouse that's going to be at the Lanesville exit. Uh, They requested um, economic development, sorry, uh, requested a million dollars from the county and a refundable deposit to get that gas line out there for this unknown project. So we we know now, um, after Thursday's hearing, there was a hearing last Thursday, that it is going to be a 280,000 square foot distribution center. Uh, They still won't tell us the company. Mm -hmm. So it's a a property group, Ambrose Property Group out of Indianapolis is going to be building the building, and they are going to own the land. And they supposedly will lease it to this mystery company. And they say they're under an NDA and they cannot tell us what company it is. Um, a lot of people online seem to think it's Amazon, which, I mean, I don't see why it wouldn't be. I think that's that, that was kind of my first guess. Um, I didn't want to say anything because I don't want to start mm-hmm. speculations, but that was my first thought was it's Amazon really, mm-hmm. or something. It's And if it's not Amazon, it's definitely just a copycat, like a Wayfair overstock you know, yeah. uh, it's a, it's a company like that. This is in, and they were the, the people that presented on Thursday said that it's going to be one of the first facilities of its kind in the state due to its automation and robotics and items are brought to this distribution center sorted and then sent back out. So it's basically a sorting facility. I thought, I don't know if I'm making this number up, but I thought this was going to have like 300, add 300 jobs. No, it? that that's what they're saying. Okay. But we also have robotics. Uh, that's a- apparently makes yeah. no sense and that to was me. Addressed, yes. Yes. And so I really highly encourage anyone listening that if this is the first you've heard about this and it's piquing your interest, we have a post up on the site that has full audio of the hearing, as well as some video of the ending of the hearing when they voted on it. 
the planning commission voted to approve the plans for this building. And so that's it. It's done. It's a done deal. It's happening uh, very soon. So I, I, I highly recommend you, you go and check that out because it gives you kind of the, the history of the project and this land. So the land that this is going to sit on was zoned for this purpose in 2002. So this has been in the works for a very long time. Yeah. Well, I thought the audio um, said there, it was like even longer than that. I thought yeah. that somebody had said that they had been working on this for like since 19 something. Yeah. Is that, am I wrong with that? No, you're not wrong. Okay. No, no, no. That, that when they actually decided to zone the land was, I guess the, that's when it was made final. Like that's, mm -hmm. that's when the decision for this warehouse was made was when that land was zoned PEC, okay. which is stands for planned employment center. Mm -hmm. So the, the planning commission on Thursday to their credit, their job on Thursday was to just look at the plans that have been presented by this company and to approve them or not for mm -hmm. the, for this, for the land usage. So if I were on the planning commission, I would have a hard time voting against this building mm -hmm, mm -hmm. because it met all the requirements plus some, mm -hmm. um, this building is going to be heavily landscaped. They're planting hundred plus trees around this building. Um, now Adam Schneider, who's going to be joining us had a good point. Who's going to be maintaining all of this landscaping. Um, so we can talk to him about it. He's coming on because Wait, he's, he's He's maintaining. No, he asked that. As oh, a, as, oh as a who is maintaining? Yeah. I thought he was Who's maintaining. No, hey, you know, I, I mean, mean, that's some money. He has right an there. invested interest because that is he is a horticulturist and uh, <laughs> a landscaper. But he did ask that a couple times, like who's going to be maintaining all of this landscaping? Yeah. And they said, well, the client, the private mm -hmm. entity that's going to be. Uh, so you know, that's yeah. questionable. But but what I want to talk about before he comes on is just. You know, I think it's a difference in opinion on what is considered um, good development for the county. And I just have a very different opinion of what is considered um, good economic development. Like, mm -hmm. I personally don't think that a warehouse, big concrete box in the middle of nowhere that realistically probably isn't going to employ 300 people mm -hmm. is good to bring more people to this county. Mm -hmm. I, I just don't agree with that. They do that. Everyone that was, um, you know, on the board and Kevin Russell, the highway uh, department, uh, you know, he's the head of the highway department. They talked about how this is basically what we've been wanting in Harrison County for 30 years or more. And I just, I don't believe that this is the kind of thing that makes people want to move here. Well, it doesn't make anybody's uh, life or experience here better. Exactly. It's just, uh, uh, yeah, it just makes you, I don't know, a robot in another box. <laughs> yeah, and if it provides 300 jobs, that's great. But but yeah. are those the kind of jobs we, we want here? Yeah. You know, I, are they high-paying jobs? Everyone online that I'm watching in these comments, if they're for this building, if they're supportive of it, they say, great, more high-paying jobs for our county. Do we honestly think that working in at a warehouse for Amazon is a is a high paying job? Yeah, I mean, I, I guess it pays higher than some, but I, but so, I, don't I, don't, know. I don't get. I, I think I agree with you on that. Like this is the experience. I think it reminds me of that episode we recorded with um, Jim Hayes, where he talked mm -hmm, about like mm -hmm. when they first make making decisions for the town was all about the experience of living in Corden or in Harrison exactly. County. And uh, I think all these decisions that are being made now are, are, are all 
almost like political decisions that are benefiting very limited people and you exactly know, not yeah. not the, the larger picture here. yeah yeah and so i think once adam comes on and talks about it he'll give us a little bit more um of the personal side because he is going to be this building's neighbor uh, so he has an invested yeah. interest in it very interested in what the people mm-hmm. people yeah. think about this all right. Today we are joined with Adam Schneider. Uh, he is a good friend of the pod and the vice chair of the Democratic Party, as well as the uh, Mr. Lanesville, right? <laughs> is that correct? Yeah. <laughs> but I technically live in Corden. My address is Corden, but I live right off the Lanesville exit and I grew up in downtown Lanesville. Yes. Nice. Yes, wonderful. And we wanted to have you on because you're the dearest friend of the pod, but also you have a very strong connection to this building that's going to be built in uh, Lanesville that we just talked about. And so mm-hmm. you were you you and I were at the meeting on the or the public hearing, I should say, on Thursday, and you spoke up for your neighborhood and your neighbors. And I thought you just did a brilliant job of kind of advocating for them. And we want to hear about why you felt compelled to do that. Sure. Well, I grew up in downtown Lanesville, like I said, and I spent time going to college at U of L and living in in Louisville for a short period of time. And for a lot of that time, I worked for the city of Louisville. And one of the things that I really got out of my time living in Louisville was neighborhoods. And they had lots of great neighborhood organizations. Mm-hmm. And, you know, out in the country, in the rural, it's it's kind of harder to, to kind of coordinate neighborhood organizations. So I have, I live right off the exit, right off the interstate. And we've had lots of issues with litter and trash uh, lots of alcoholic trash being dumped out. And I've been trying to work with um, the council and the commissioners to kind of do something about that. And in that process, I decided that I need to start a neighborhood organization mm-hmm. to get my neighbors involved with these issues. And then, bam, this uh, public notice appears on my road, Crandall Lanesville Road, about a development and this was about a month ago maybe not even yeah three weeks ago yeah yeah it's just it's so shocking to me how fast this happened and um it in the segment we just recorded i was you know encouraging any listeners who are not quite sure of what we're talking about to go to the website and listen to the recording of the hearing because you will hear a lot of your neighbors standing up and and speaking about this and they are so emotional because they just weren't aware that this was happening. Right. So I started a group called Claire, which stands for Crandall Lanesville Road, Northeast Area Residents Engaged. Mm -hmm. And I set up um, a next door group under the name Claire and I wanted as many neighbors as I could to come to this meeting because we were kind of blindsided about it. Mm-hmm. When I talked to Graylin, we were thinking that it was a housing development. Yeah. And 
that's what a lot of people thought it was. Yes. But it was. Yes. Well, and also the location of it kind of led us to think that because, you know, we knew that the, the, or Dara Volker had presented and gotten that money for the gas line, but he made it seem in his presentation that this would be part of the business park, which we assumed would be over by Ariba. Mm-hmm. Correct. Which is not the case. Now, this land that the, the warehouse is going on is technically, I guess, part of the business park. We, we just discussed that as well, how it was zoned PEC, Planned Employment Center, back in 2002. So I guess it's technically part of that. But, but when he originally presented, he just kind of ran with the assumption everyone would make that, oh, okay, it's going to be over by Ariva. Correct. That's yeah. that's what I thought. Yeah. And for and those those of you that don't know, this is not going to be over by Ariba. It's it's literally like on the exit uh, across the street from the Ariba side. Mm-hmm. It is right there. The the original road was called Old Lanesville. It's now been renamed Pete Shickle Way. So at Pete Shickle Way and Crandall Lanesville Road, right off the exit, if you were coming from Louisville, you would take a right and it's right there. If you're coming from Corden, you make a left. Mm-hmm. But it's where Crandall Lanesville Road goes to Crandall. Yes. And so we went into this meeting, you know, wanting to ask questions. Once we found out that it wasn't housing and mm-hmm. that it was going to warehouse and that was difficult to find out i finally just had to call the the planning commission's office and just ask you know is this public hearing for the the distribution center project and they said yes it is um so yeah exactly so we get to the meeting and you and i had talked before we we, you know we were like well let's just see what they have to say because we're not sure if we're going to get another chance uh to ask questions yeah, and that was the thing. We we both before the meeting said surely they're going to have another meeting mm-hmm. about this. And one of my first questions at the meeting was, you know, what is the process after this meeting? And they pretty much said this is the meeting. Yes, and he, I think it was um Larry Ott or and you may have asked is you know is this the last chance we have and they said yes this is the, this is it this is the last chance. And you could almost feel the tension in the room rise. Yes. Like like everyone behind me that was uh, I was sitting kind of near the front and the most of the residents were behind me. I could just almost feel them just feel it too. oh the, like the panic in the room so i i want to clear something up so did you get a chance to meet with the the group you put together claire um to talk about this or was this like the first time that this group showed up and it, it was also the same time that this is happening and it's happening now is that i wouldn't say they were all clear members okay. they're all potential clear members because this project kind of kicked my booty in gear to to <laughs> The neighborhood going uh-huh. so i had talked to my closest neighbors about it mm-hmm. because they were all they just they didn't know nobody knew anything about mm-hmm. it and um so hopefully they will be clear people in the future but mm-hmm. um i had just started that process okay so so, so it's kind of a blind side for it that makes sense now why the tension you know all of a sudden it's like well this is the only chance we have and we're here and, and exactly it sounds like it's already being made so we can't well, really I, yes i went 
with an open mind. That's how we, I wanted to present myself, uh-huh. just advocate and as a resident. And I wanted to find out as much as I could for me mm-hmm. and for my neighbors that couldn't be there. Mm-hmm. And so we were there with open minds. And then as soon as we found out that this was the end, this was the meeting after they vote, it's going to happen. Mm-hmm. Braylon said everyone was like <gasps> yeah and yeah. yeah and I think that that's important you know that's important I want to say that here is that I'm not necessarily against this development um right I, I'm against the again it's this is just a broken record with everything we talk about I'm not necessarily against what they're doing I'm against the way they're doing it and there is no reason that they couldn't have had a meeting with the residents that will be living next to this building before this meeting, this public hearing. They could have met with the neighborhood. They could have sent letters. They could have done something to make these people feel a part of the process. But why right. Why would they do that if it's going to make it harder for them to uh, get what they want through? Well, I mean, <laughs> you know, that's I the mean, cynic- well, yeah, cynical. Exactly. Yeah. I think Sorry. you all have talked about. I think you all have talked about Watson Road on this pod uh-huh. and a little bit. Yeah, not a ton. We need to get somebody on neighbors, to explain it. Yeah, the neighbors were so mad that they weren't informed of what was going on, and this is like Watson Road 2.0. Yeah, uh, people. The way that the Economic Development Board got this deal was through an NDA, a non-disclosure, and. The neighbors were saying, and one neighbor said it quite well, you know, I'm open. I'm, I'm open to this new commercial neighbor, but you can't tell us anything. And whenever we ask questions, they say, oh, it's an NDA. There's an NDA. We can't tell you. We can't tell you. Mm-hmm. And, and to make it worse, I got the feeling that the, the committee was saying, you know, kind of shame on you. Definitely. Because we've been working on this for 25 years. Yeah. And we've been working towards getting a facility like this for 25 years. And why weren't you at all those meetings for 25 yeah. years? And so they kind of turned it around and put it on us. They said, it's your fault. You didn't know this land was zoned for this, basically. Yeah. I mean, that's basically what Pretty they much. said in so many words. Pretty much. You know, mm-hmm. it was a done deal going in. And Again, to not belabor the point, we were open to this development, but the way that it happened and the way that the neighbors weren't informed, I just think was really bad. And it was very obvious that they had talked about this project at length because they added to the project landscaping buffers, Mm -hmm. burn buffers, and a noise buffer. And I'm thinking, well, that sounds really nice that you're doing that for the neighbors, but that's making me be concerned about noise now, mm-hmm. if you're going to put noise buffer. Yeah. Right. So, so what it, here I see all my neighbors coming and saying, you know, we're not opposed to this, but there are problems. Mm-hmm. And what they did was like, well, we're going to pass it because they have fulfilled all the requirements for entrance and and runoff ponds and all that stuff. And we kind of know better than you, even though you're saying there are already issues with speeding and litter and adding big trucks into the mix. Right. Not going to help things. Mm -hmm. And even though that can maybe be worked out, it was like, they didn't care. Mm -hmm. It was like, 
we know better than you and we're just going to vote for this because this is the plan for 25 years. Right. Yeah. And, and one, one woman, I can't, I can't remember her name, but she, she said, you know, how do I oppose something that I don't even know what it is? Exactly. You know, I'm opposed. I don't know who I'm opposing. I can't be opposed to it because I don't know who I'm opposing. Yeah. 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 And so it was really, it was kind of emotional. I was really impressed with every person that, that spoke. Um, It really takes courage to do what everyone did at that meeting. They did. That was my big takeaway. I'll say is that even though it was predetermined, um, my neighbors showed up Mm -hmm. and about their community. Um, it, It made me feel good in that respect that my neighbors want to be involved and that you know when I first started in with Harrison County stuff Mm -hmm. it's so complicated and I know we've had these discussions before and now that I know just enough to make it dangerous that I can kind of tell what they're doing with this plan and not letting the residents know they're doing it by the book they didn't do anything wrong they didn't break any laws but they pushed it through without any questions to get their agenda without any residents. So mm-hmm. we're the, another big res, revelation was that there was 700 acres in this. Oh, I know. So we're going to be ready the next time that they're coming to build something. Oh yeah. You know, to be there. And I'm determined to work with this new company to work on the trash and litter issue. So I'm going to make a positive out of it. It was really disheartening at the meeting, but we're going to, a lot of good things are going to come out of it. Yeah. Well, that's really good. Thank you. Yeah, Thank you for great. being positive. It's hard <laughs> for me. It's got to be. Um, one thing, one thing before you go is I, we talked about it a little bit before you came on is we, one burning question again, still is who is going to maintain all this landscaping? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's my, I'm a plant geek, I'm a horticulturalist, and I've seen so many companies and developments put in all this landscaping, and you have to maintain it. Yeah, and it's a so, ton that they have planned. Yeah, they have a lot planned, and uh, since you brought this up, one of the commissioners was saying, we want this to look like Blankenbaker Parkway. <laughs> well, my first response to that is if I wanted to live on Blankenbaker Parkway Mm -hmm. I would live on Blankenbaker Parkway I live in a rural community neighborhood right and the second thing to that was that led me again to believe that they had discussed this project a lot before they even let us in on it so And I think that's interesting because even though it's a dumpster fire Facebook is a good way to to keep it you know take the temperature of, of the people's reaction to this and I'm kind of been watching the comments on other posts and things. And I, I'd say the majority of people are not for this. Oh, wow. Yeah. I mean, it that, that sentiment exactly, Adam, comes mm. up over and over. If I wanted to live in Louisville, I would. If I wanted to live in mm. Clarksville, I would. If I, they don't, yeah. people don't, don't want that here. I really don't think they do. Um, majority. And I think that that's where the commissioners have, have gotten this wrong. Uh, I think they're going to be a little bit surprised. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And we haven't even talked about the whole, 
you know, agreement, the non-disclosure and all that. Oh, you I know, mean, you know, well, it's so crazy. One of, the res- one of the residents brought up about Arriva. Yeah. About how they promised 170 jobs and they were promising 300 jobs mm-hmm. at this place. Mm-hmm. Arriva is still sitting over there with five jobs. Right. So the, the one, the one thing that. that we do need to, to make sure we, we say here, and it is a positive, is that apparently, now we'll see what happens, we are paying nothing for this building other than that gas line, which is going to yeah. be beneficial in other ways. So, you know, it's not like Ariba in that we're going to pay for that building. Mm-hmm. Well, we're going to keep an eye on that. Oh, for sure. Daryl talked about 20 million and we're 2 million. How 20, much did he say? 20. Best 20. So, you know, we don't know. Again, this mm-hmm. is all in. This is a backroom deal that the Harrison County Economic Development Corporation has with this company. So we won't know until it happens, maybe. Yeah, we'll be watching. Yep, Yep. we will. All righty. Well, thanks for coming on. Thanks for having me. Appreciate it. I want to come back and talk about transgender issues. Oh, Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. That's, That's on the docket. We have it on the list. It's top of mind. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. All right. Thanks, Adam. Bye. Take care. Okay, today we are joined by Teresa Blight and Mike Kurtz. They are from the Macy House here in Harrison County, um, which is a transitional facility for the homeless. Is that correct? Yes, it is. Wonderful. And um, we've been wanting to address this issue for quite a while. I mean, since we started the podcast, um, it's popped up on our Facebook page quite a bit with people commenting on on different posts that we have that that the lack of services in the county for for homeless people is a real problem. And so we want to just ask you guys about the state of the homeless population here in Harrison County and, of course, hear about what you're doing to serve that population. So um, you are the case manager at Macy House, correct? Yes, I am. Okay. So maybe tell us just a little bit about your history of at, at the organization and how you got started. <laughs> well, I don't. I do not have much of a history here at Macy House. I've been here since March. Um, I really don't have any background in case management, but I love helping people. And uh, the Mike Kurtz knew me previously, and he thought I'd be a perfect fit for this job. And I'm loving every minute and every day of it. There's a lot to do. There's a lot to fight for. And Mike, you're the um, director of the board? Yes, I'm the the board chair. Yes, ma'am. How did the Macy House get started? Making a long story short, it's kind of a, it's, it's kind of a neat process that took place. And you just know God was all over when, uh, when you want to tell the story. But um, basically, I'm, I'm a school resource officer in one of our local schools. And we had a little girl that was coming in and she's just such a sweet little girl, long blonde hair. And she would just always come by and just fluffing up her hair and just (laughs) very very proud and just a very sweet young lady. And then one day she comes in and I noticed her hair just isn't quite as flowing and she kind of looks a little bit saddened. Now this is a young lady that always was smiling. Mm -hmm. All of a sudden now she's not. So mm-hmm. I asked her how she's doing. Is everything okay? Yeah, yeah. Not with the same enthusiasm as normal. But then 
she went on with her day. The next morning she comes in and it looks a little bit worse. Her, mm -hmm. She's wearing the same clothes and her hair is not combed again. And mm -hmm. she's not smiling whatsoever. And so, again, is everything okay? Is there anything I can do to help? And um, she she doesn't disclose anything. She just says, yeah, everything's good. Everything's all right. And she tells me a little bit about mommy. Mo and mommy's, mommy's trying to do the, all the right things. So, anyway, the next day she's a little bit late, which causes mom to have to come in and sign her in. So I know mom. And I asked mom, hey, how are things going? What I've been noticing is, and I kind of told tell her, and uh, she's she starts crying. Hmm. She says, um, "The truth is, I have my little girl, and we don't have a place to live, and we're living in my car, but they're trying to chase me down because they're trying to repossess my car." Oh gosh! So I said, "Okay, we we need to fix this problem," and so what happens is a whole chain of events suddenly take place. I had talked to my wife and we had agreed that we're going to at least get them into a hotel for the night. And when the principal hears that I was doing that, she jumps in, she says, I'll get two more nights. Mm -hmm. And then all of a sudden the teacher hears and she says, I'll, I'll put in the night also. And another teacher says, I'll put in the night. And then we call a church that's been helping support the school. And the church says, hey, we'll do a couple nights. And then that pastor gets involved. And the next thing you know, that we right. have a whole week. And then we're talking about, okay, what happens after that week? And that's how 434 all of a sudden came about. Wow. That little girl's name was Macy. Oh. That's why it's called the Macy House. Oh. Wow. Well, I just think, you know, the fact that you noticed something as subtle as her her hair being, you know, I think that's what we, and that you had the, you had the courage to just say something, you know, like just ask the mom, like, I've noticed this and what's going on. And of course you're a resource officer, that's your job. But, but I mean, I think that's something that all of us could be doing a little bit more of, you know, um, when you notice something's off, instead of pretending like it's not there, ask and do something yeah. to help them. Yep. Yeah. It's about yeah. care for a fellow man, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. Exactly. Yep. That's really kind of inspiring to me. Okay. But um, I think Teresa is underselling herself. <laughs> Teresa, Teresa does a wonderful job. First of all, she has a genuine love for all the folks here. And as guests come in, you know, a lot of times being homeless and being in some of the situations that they're in, that's what they need most is some of that love. And she's able to provide that and then start giving direction and some counseling. And once they, they can love her and respect her back, then that uh, resourcefulness of, of, the, of the direction, it, it becomes more solidified. Mm -hmm. We're taking that under their wing and start seeing where, okay, what she's telling me is a good thing to do. Yeah. Uh, usually when you're living in it, it's hard, it's hard to know what to do. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And kind of beaten down. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You asked about the, the homelessness overall in the United States as a whole, we have a problem. Yeah. There's over a half a million people that are currently experiencing homelessness in, in the United States. Um, the, the United States Homeless Coalition uh, states that, you know, there's a lack of shelter and, and uh, mm -hmm. transitional housing across the whole United States. Yeah. And they also estimate that, uh, 
in our area in particular, 8.4 people are, are out of every 10,000 are homeless. Wow. And that's just in Southern Indiana. Wow. Uh, How many people live with you at the, the Macy House there? We, we have six rooms available. Mm -hmm. And sometimes we double up. So we, we can get at least six people. Um, sometimes we're up to upwards of around 10, 12 people. It kind of depends on the situations and, and uh, you know, what the status is of each and every one of them. The, the duration of stay here really varies. Once, once an application is taken, then we do background checks and so forth. And then the, uh, once they actually are accepted and enter the home, then you know that duration could be uh, we've had some people they're just waiting their disability mm -hmm. in between that time frame they have nothing at all right so we're able to kind of help bridge that a little bit until they're able to get that yeah this is an odd question but it, it's one i think a lot of people probably have that if they've lived here a while i remember growing up the wyandotte house yes is that are, are you the wyandotte house and the wyandotte house is you or is that just change names or what is that about? Yes. It has changed names. Okay. Okay. We are not the wind house. Yeah. Okay? And I didn't even know I, it's one of those things like Bill Gary Hill or something. Like, <laughs> I don't even know if that's the name of the place in the, it, like that it was before. I just always knew of that right. name. Yeah. The, the, this is what used to be the wind house. Okay. Room. And the wind house was a juvenile services where they, they helped juveniles at, uh, Either were out of control or needed oh, okay. and so forth. Okay. So, yeah, that so that's different. <laughs> yeah, absolutely different. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Thank you. It's the same facility. <laughs> gotcha. Gotcha. Well, it's gotcha. changed hands a few times and now we own it as the Macy House. Gotcha. So, so I'm curious about like what are the requirements for like being a homeless person? Like what, what, do, what do I need to qualify for in order to be able to stay at the Macy House? You need proof of who you are, driver's license, social security card, so that um, we can do a background check on you. Then mm -hmm. that's really it. And is there like a, a pro, like, aside from being, being able to have a place to sleep and all that, um, are, do you guys have programs in place where people can like get any kind of assistance, like any kind of helps and stuff like that? We sure do, and that's what I do. I help them with any uh, government paperwork that they need to get filled out. I help them with uh, life skills. Maybe they need to get a library card or whatever. I, I, Even balancing budgets. Yeah, budgets. Because mm -hmm. uh, this is something they haven't had to do in, in a while. Like I said, normally they come in pretty beaten down. And Do you have a, a certain demographic that is yeah, that seen more than question. another? <laughs> yeah. Not really. Right now, we have more women than men. Mm. <laughs> Interesting. Uh, and sometimes it's all men. Of the 16 people we have here right now, we have one mother with three kids. We have uh, two, four, six women seven women and four men mm -hmm. uh, we keep one room that is just for families gotcha yeah we even we just don't let anyone stay there but yeah. 
families. Now, uh, and you were saying um, that the time period they spend there kind of, you know, it, it fluctuates. Um, but like, it's there. Do you guys have a, a limit? Like, you can only stay here for a year, or do you kind of, however we, long it takes? We would never throw anyone out on the okay. street. We hope to get them up and able to go within six months to a year. Yeah. But right now. Rents are sky high. Mm -hmm. There's nothing to rent. Yes, exactly. And a lot of our guests have have a drug history. They've been arrested. Maybe they've been evicted from someplace six years ago. Mm -hmm. Those are very hard to find uh, homes for those guests. Mm -hmm. We've had people that have felony convictions. And that's really hard to find. Yeah. But, uh, so if you all hear if anything for rent, let me know. It's oh, yeah. absolutely. I I don't know what it's going to take for. I I just you know when I think out in the future, it's the housing problem we have in this country, and I think that Harrison County is pretty bad. Mm-hmm. Uh, Galen. Yeah. Um, the, the six counties that surround us, Harrison County has the second highest homeless rate. It's like 17.2. Okay. That's what I was going to ask you, How if we if we do compare to other counties. And I, I, you know, I don't, I'm trying to figure out why that would be, but lack of service or lack of housing, either one, you know, probably both. I think it's a little bit of everything. Clark mm-hmm. County has 34%. They're the highest. Right, right. You know? uh, and it's like 85% of the homeless in Harrison County are over 24. Mm-hmm. Wow. I have a, a couple of guys here that are in their late 60s. And that's just sad. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Wow. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So... And it's pretty divided between male and female. It's 54% of the homeless are male, mm-hmm. 44% female. Do you find that the majority of the people that you see, um, are they from Harrison County originally, or are they from farther away and have kind of found themselves here? It's usually around this area. You know, it might be mm-hmm. Scott County or Salem, but close by. I have an, one girl here. Um, she came from Louisville mm-hmm. because she'd been arrested. She went to drug rehab, and she knew if she stayed in Louisville that she would go back mm-hmm. to the same routine. Yeah. So she needed to remove herself from that situation, and she ended up over here. Which is an element of success. Oh, yes. Yeah. Definitely. Oh yes, yeah. Well, it's it's amazing that she took the initiative to to know that and to tr- remove herself out. Yeah, yeah. And she's such a nice person. Mm-hmm. She's gonna. She's just starting her walk with Jesus. Mm. That's good. She's, getting, she's gonna be there. Well, I 
I firsthand, I have firsthand experience with uh, living in a homeless shelter. Um, when I was 15, my mother and I and my two younger sisters went to a uh, all women um, homeless shelter. We lived there for a year and their requirements were that you had to, you know, like kind of get it together and, and be able to find a job within that year. And then they help you find housing and all that. And I can't tell you how much that like changed our life in, in so many ways. Cause I was, you know, I was at that age where like I could start working. So I started helping my mom out too. Um, and we were able to, you know, go from being homeless to, you know, getting our first, you know, yeah. apart rental apartment. And I, you know, like having that little boost and that help, it really makes a huge difference. I mean, I, after that, you know, I've, I've gone to college and all these things. So like, it really changes that little help that you guys give changes someone's life so drastically. So I, I'm glad that you guys are here, you know, mm -hmm. in town helping people. Well, God bless you, Elmer. <laughs> the, the, that's a transitional type facility. You know, a lot of people think that we're just simply a shelter and, yeah. And we're not a shelter, but we are transitional. That's one thing I was going to ask. Yeah, the difference between a shelter and transitional. Shel a shelter generally just provides a shelter for a period of time. Um, Louisville has some of those in the Way Wayside Mission and so Catalyst. on. And Catalyst. Um, but we, we are the second stage, if you will, transitional, where we actually, upon intake, there, there are those, those uh, disciplines that we have to put into place. And we do give them some time to settle in. Once that period of time is up, then we were asking them, how's the job search going? Do you need any help with job search? And then we just start walking them through, okay, these are the expectations that you need to go, that you need to start experiencing from this point forward. And then we counsel, and that's one of the Teresa's major roles here is to to start seeing where they are where they are and what resources are they not either plugging into or do they need help with mm -hmm. and, um, and that transitional portion it is it, so inclusive of so many different things yeah one thing i was curious about is if you receive any you know um supplemental funding from any um like the foundation or anything like that do you receive any monies from we, we've been fortunate to get a few grants. Yeah. Uh, grants have basically been home improvements at this point in time. We did get a grant to, to do the floors from the from community foundation. We, mm -hmm. So we were able to get new floors in here, get those old carpets out of the facility. Mm -hmm. That's and good. Traditional living facilities don't go too well together. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I know. <laughs> well, that, that was a blessing. And then yeah. we've also had a, a lot of... Uh, uh, Sam Tech gave us a grant, and that's for Teresa's position. That mm. does expire within a year, and so we have to figure out how how we're going to continue to do that. Um, which we we they'll find it. Yeah, they'll find it. As far as large grants or, or any monies out there to uh, help support the house, basically we're we're dependent upon lo local funding, and. Mm -hmm. uh, churches and individuals that are within the community uh, they're basically keeping us afloat and keeping us going they are the ones helping the homeless and we we also kind of pride ourselves as in in this statement that uh we're not a handout but we're a hand up mm, yeah yeah and we'll have all the information on the website and the show notes on how people can can go to your website and donate and and all of that so we'll definitely push that out 
Um, but is there anything else you you need on a regular basis as far as like a physical donation of, mm -hmm. of items or yes. do you have like a running list of things you're in constant need of? We, we're in constant need of everything all the time. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I figured. No corn. No corn. <laughs> okay, got it. It does seem to kind of come in waves, you know? Yeah. There's... We'll have uh, a need at some point in time for um, just personal hygiene type items. Mm -hmm. and next thing you know, someone's at the door. Mm -hmm. and, yeah. uh, or we'll have a need for bedding. And the next thing you know, we're, we have an abundance of it. The one thing we always need is toilet paper and paper towels. Okay. We Good. always need that. Okay. We'll put that out there for sure. And um, Elmer, I don't know if you had another question. Sure, probably your turn. Um, my, uh, I guess I don't. I, my question was, how can we, you know, the community kind of help and contribute? And I, we definitely will put something on the website so that people can just click and, like, if they want to donate, they can and stuff like that. Um, but my main question was, um, do you have any? Do you do any kind of events or anything like that? It's like fundraisers or anything like that. Well, Elmer, I'm so glad you asked. <laughs> <laughs> Last month we had a pretty big. Um, cook out an open house we did raise some money because a lot of people don't even know about macy house mm -hmm. yeah um, so we're planning on more things like that we're just getting started on that portion but for the guests we have uh, we do game nights mm -hmm. we did yahtzee last week i lost of course <laughs> <laughs> But I try to do door prizes and winter prizes to give them a little something extra as well. Yeah. I would like to start some type of one-on-one uh, -on -one mentorship mm -hmm. where someone uh, like you, Elmer, would call Joe and just ask, well, how are you doing, Joe? You know, you need to check in. Want to have lunch? How's your health? Something along those lines. Mm -hmm. They need to know that they matter, that yeah. they're worthy of, of love. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah, yeah, definitely. What What I'm curious about is, you know, is is you two work so closely with this this population that I feel like, for me and my personality, if I were to work with this population of people, I would be continually frustrated that more people didn't care about it and and i would i i want to know like how do you feel about um the the greater community and what do you want people to know about what's going on because i feel like we people just don't know no and they can't and they can't care if they don't know and and so what do you hope people would like what do you what would you like people to know about this issue that it's there mm -hmm. and that it's pretty prevalent a lot yeah. more than they think you know i feel like out of sight out of mind is what most yeah, people think you around know, here you know you it, go, Mike. it's easy to go by walmart and you see someone out there with a sign yes and you you may drop a couple dollars at them or something like that but you know what that couple dollars didn't make anything go away yeah and mm -hmm. uh, i say that and some of the folks at Walmart are, are in desperate need, and some of them, it's not such a need. But um, that being said, those people who truly are in need, those are the people we're trying to help. Mm -hmm. and, and to teach as well. 
And if I were to say, you know, imagine everything that you have, all the comforts of your home, all the comforts of your surroundings, all of a sudden by your no, no control of your own are now gone. Mm-hmm. What do you do? You know, if anyone could just imagine that wholeheartedly, mm-hmm. just a moment, they get just a small flavor of where these people are. And pretty soon, it doesn't take very long at all, your dignity is gone. Mm-hmm. Your hope is gone. And we're trying to reinstill that dignity and that hope back into those folks. Mm-hmm. And just having a place to lay your head means a whole lot. And then when you have someone who really cares and someone who's loving, like Teresa is to these folks, and, so, and hopefully all the rest of our, our folks on our staff, you know, they, they, they say, we're here. We're here to help you and guide you. And sometimes that's not real pretty because some folks need an understanding of that's not where you are anymore or trying to take you out of that. Yeah. But as far as the whole community understanding, just for a moment, if they put themselves in that place, it's not a good place to be. And it, it's, it hurts a little bit. Mm-hmm. And uh, imagine then also having some of the history. And these folks are trying to get rid of their history. They don't care, you know, and I always say that it doesn't matter where you've been. It matters where it matters very much where you're going. Yeah. And we try to instill that in them as well. Don't live in your past because that no longer matters. Mm-hmm. Let's look for the future. Yeah. I have, well said. I have this quote that I, that I tend to live by and it's like, don't, don't let a bad yesterday ruin a good today. And it's, you know, it's, wake up every day and like re- remind yourself that like today is like you can make it whatever you want it to be. Exactly. I want people to open up their pocketbooks and donate money. <laughs> awesome. I like that. Just direct. This is what we need. And it's true. I mean, yeah. it is true. It would help a lot. Utility bills. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's things that we need to buy to keep the house running. Yeah. Not all just, we need the donations of of food and paper goods, but we also need money for some of the things that are not donated. Right. Right. We just like any other facility or any other household, we have light bills, we have insurance Mm -hmm. and so on and so forth. So we do have to financially support those things. And we, oh, that's the part of this, of this job that none of us like, none of us like asking for anything. You know, mm-hmm. we just want to help these folks, but the reality is it does come at a price. Exactly. And it does take money to, in order to help help everybody. And uh, we, we kind of had a, uh, a thought, and it's still in the planning stages, if we could just get 400 people to donate $20 a month. Yes, exactly. Crowdsourcing, exactly. Yes. you know, yeah. Yeah. And just if you could get people to kind of think of it as, you know, I have the means. And and when you think about it, if you have the means to give even five dollars a month or ten dollars a month, that is something you can do that is literally no effort on your part other than just giving the money. You know, it's not donating your time, which is very valuable. And most people are, you know, constantly talking about how busy they are. But this requires none of your time. Mm -hmm. Just you know, just a little bit of your money. Exactly right. And it makes a big difference. Exactly. And all they got to do is go to 434 website and there's a donate now button. Okay. Perfect. We will have it. That's yep. what we're going to link to. <laughs> yep. We got it. It's 434ministries.org. That's correct. Okay. Well, thank you guys so much for having, for coming on. I mean, we, 
we're just thrilled to have you on. Yeah. Well, come by and see us sometime. Yeah, please let us know your next event. Yeah, yeah. If you let us know your next event, we will definitely yeah. mention it here. We'll on share the show. it, and I might even show up. <laughs> <laughs> we would love that, Elmer. And, and you guys, thank you for for the time that you took and the efforts that you've taken just to put the word out there and help us to spread that. Word. We thank you very much for that. Absolutely. Thank you. See you later. All right. All right. You yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead. Um, I have lots of stuff. I've been really enjoying um, a lot of different stuff. And uh, the first thing I have for people, and I hesitate to talk about it now because I kind of want to put it in my quarterly one, mm-hmm. but I think I'll just talk about it now. It's a book called The Sum of Us by Heather McGee. Mm-hmm. She is a, um, she worked for a company called Demos, which is like a data analytics demographics uh firm she's mm-hmm. a data person and um it's about racism and it's a it's an interesting take on racism because it it's about how racism hurts everybody it hurts all people and and so she does this really brilliant thing which every every chapter is a different policy like healthcare, um housing education and she kind of outlines how historically it's been very racist and it still is now and mm-hmm. how it, the, the policies and the laws that we have, you know, dis, are disadvantaged black people. And, but then she turns it around how eventually those, those things that are designed to hold minorities down end up holding white people down too. Um, and, and a lot of ways. So like voting rights, uh-huh. um, and it's it's a brilliant book. I think it's actually a little bit better than Cast by Isabel Wilkerson, um, which everyone loves. And I think it is really good. I read that one too. But I think this one is much more applicable to our daily lives now. It where Cast is much more about like the history and and how it's so ingrained culturally. But but this is about how it plays out practically in our policy and our laws. And it's short. It's a it's an easy read. I loved it. it sounds, I think it sounds very organized. It's organized. It's succinct. It's like you learn it quickly. You're in, you're out. And she does a really great job getting it across in a way that feels effortless. Um, and I just, I absolutely loved it. I think oh, it should be may, required may, reading. Need, yeah. Maybe I need to read it and we should do like a, uh, just a great yes, discussion that, on it. That sounds I great. Wish, yes. I wish it was like a, a, and this is like, I have a lot of thoughts about, the state party Democrats uh-huh. and how they could be so much more effective, but uh-huh. we don't need to go into that. But I, I do think this would be the perfect book for like a, a monthly, like where a book club, like a nationwide book club, like they've done that before through libraries, like, like where a state has a book club for the entire state and you have events and uh-huh. people get the book for free at their library. And so this would be the, like the perfect book for something like that. Wow. That sounds pretty. And I know we have a, a lot of different book clubs in Harrison County, right? Or yes. Are they, are they smaller groups though? Um, there's a lot of book clubs. Some are a little exclusive, like one of one that I'm in. Uh, <laughs> Amanda course. just joined us. It's very hard to get in. Uh, <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. And then some are, you know, I think the library has several, um, depending on what you're interested in reading. Mm-hmm. Um, and then of course the book, 
a lot of bookstores in Louisville have them. But uh, no, it's called The Sum of Us by Heather McGee. I highly, highly recommend yeah, that. Definitely going to check it out. Yeah. And then there's a playlist on Spotify. I think you talked about one. I can't remember which one you talked about a while uh, ago. Oh, man. Have a great it was, day. Have a it? great day, which yeah. I really like. You know, I, but I was kind of like, I, I need something a little different. And so I was listening to Walking on Sunshine. Okay. That's for a, a while, good one. which is kind of the same. Yeah. It has just slightly varied songs. Yeah. <laughs> But then I found this one called Morning Coffee, which I thought, eh, is that going to be like acoustic coffee Very slow. house music? Yeah, that's exactly yeah, which what I thought. I'm not really, it's fine, but it kind of, it really wears on me if it's like only that, but it's not. It's like the perfect, like kind of chill pop music. Like it's poppy, but it doesn't get crazy. It's the best playlist I've found in a very long time on Spotify. I highly recommend. And you wouldn't necessarily seek it out because of its name. <laughs> Interesting. I, I've been having a hard time like with playlists. I keep playing the same stuff, but I'm not, I'm, I'm not. I've, okay. I, I went back to Hamilton. Been, <laughs> you know, every time I feel like confused, I go back yeah. to my, my, well, that's, like, that's me. That's me and Maggie Rogers. There you go. Every time I'm like, like a I don't reset. know. Yeah, I just need a reset. reset. I'm like, that, I don't know what to do. I'm just going to yeah. go to my comfort zone. <laughs> Maggie Rogers. I, I'm in the top 1% of Maggie Rogers fans on Spotify in the world. That's how many <laughs> times I've played their music. Man. Oh, that's hilarious. Um, but yeah, so you've been going back to Hamilton. Well, actually, I, you just reminded me, I, I didn't really have a lot uh, to discuss mm -hmm. with recommendations. But um, so Lil Nas X, he recently <laughs> announced that he's going to be releasing his album September 27, I believe. Oh, wow. Um, that's soon. And but then he started posting about him being pregnant and then he's getting backlash from like the trans community because he's kind um, of making fun of or not making fun. He's just essentially saying that the album is, is his baby. And so he's oh, doing pictures oh, oh, of him gotcha, being pregnant gotcha. with a pregnant oh, belly. Okay. And that didn't go so well with the trans community, which, no. you know, I completely understand that. And, and I respect, you know, like you, you probably shouldn't be doing that. Mm -hmm. Um, cause it's just, it's, it's just creating negative energy for men who, who, you know, an actual trans man, uh, can get pregnant. Right. Um, and he's not treated the same way little not sex is being treated, you know, by right. making fun of this. So right. it's like, it, it just brings up a lot of negativity to some people. And, uh, yeah, I, I completely, I, I kind of lost a little bit of my respect for him because I think is, he's a big. I I'm going to posit something, a question. Yeah. Is he like the new Kanye? Uh, I kind of get, yeah. I, I feel I, like he's kind, kind of, of in yeah. that zone. Like he'll do kind of anything for attention. Yeah. I, I think I'm getting that vibe from him. Mm -hmm. that a little he's bit of just, loose uh, Yeah. Yeah. And I think he hasn't, he's gotten backlash, but he hasn't backed down from it. So I love it. We get a little touch on little Nas X. Like this podcast is like a little Nas X, you know, uh, update. Yeah. I love it. <laughs> I, yeah. So I, I didn't mean to uh, get into no, a discussion about it. <laughs> I think that he kind of is an interesting figure. I, I, I am attracted to very creative people who, mm -hmm. who like, just they're not afraid of the backlash but well, sometimes a, you push it too far and I, here's I think, someone that andrew and i've been talking about lately and trying to figure out billy eilish uh-huh what are your thoughts on her you know i don't know a lot about her but so far i 
I don't like her mm -hmm. because I find her her stuff contradicting a little bit. Like yeah. first she wore That's these kind of what we were talking baggy about. clothes and she wanted it wasn't about her body or anything. Mm -hmm. But then all of a sudden, uh, you know, she releases another album or something. And yeah. then she's in the cover wearing a sleeveless dress and it becomes about beauty. And it's it's kind of conflicting for me. Um, and she could do whatever she want. I have. Yeah, I don't care. But if you're preaching one thing and then decide to preach another, which, again, yeah. you can change your mind whenever. But I just, you know, I, I don't have you know what about the this fans is exactly that, what, yeah the this fans is exactly that were what we were talking about, about. The, all yeah, the fans is, that cared and you know sorry, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> no no but that's exactly what we were talking andrew and i were talking about earlier today because i like her music actually i do find her music pretty interesting mm -hmm. um but but yeah i i'm i'm surprised that people are surprised that she's a pop star like they thought she wasn't i guess because she was so out there about not you know, mm -hmm. being a typical pop star, mm -hmm. but in some ways I feel like that was kind of her shtick. And now she's just, mm -hmm. you know, a typical I, pop star and which I guess sounds, herself. sounds like the same thing. It's like, what is, what, what controversy can we come up with? How can we contradict yeah. ourselves to get some backlash? And, and that's what keeps us on the, right. on the eye of, of uh, fame right. or whatever, which and, it is a strategy. Yeah. And I feel like she and little Nas X kind of feel in this, they fall into the same category her way more now but like she has a new concert special on disney plus i saw oh i think i saw yeah. that yeah and that's kind of why i i've seen her in the news a lot for that this week and it's it's kind of like she's become this um person for people like in my demographic say to like it so they can be really cool but it's actually not edgy <laughs> at all <laughs> you know what i mean like it's like a safe place to be edgy or something i don't know i i'm not doing a great job of articulating when i think about her but <laughs> i just feel like there's something weird going on with her and people jumping on her the bandwagon now mm -hmm. i mean it's her, odd. she's a very creative person too a lot of her music videos are pretty intense and really mm -hmm. elaborate big budget um yeah uh, i i follow these gra uh, graphic designers uh that um did packaging for she has these exclusive toys that uh that are selling at target and it's really? a, it's of her and like the dark angel oh, and Lord. a version <laughs> of her wearing her like yellow jumpsuit um so it's and it's like designed by Lincoln Design Co. And uh, I don't know. I just found it. I don't know. Everything about it. It seems it's all planned. disingenuous. Yeah, disingenuous. It's, all. it's just feels. Yes, exactly. It's a, it, it's a marketing strategy. It's calculated. And, yes. Yeah. I I don't. I just don't. It doesn't hit me right. Something <laughs> doesn't hit me right. Yeah. Exactly. And I, anyway. you know, part of me liking Kanye was was because of that. And and I still. I remember saying that I was never going to listen to him, but you know, I still like, like his music. I just don't like him. I don't like, well, this would be an interesting topic someday for an episode because I, I got into this discussion a lot when I was back in school. Um, you know, where do you separate art from the artist? You know? Yeah. Is it ever fair to, to, to cancel, you know, and that kind of thing. I believe um, you can like the art and hate the artist. See, yeah, I, I do too. <laughs> or, I do too. Uh, hate the sin and love the sinner. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Cause I mean, I don't want to live in a world where I can't listen to Michael Jackson music. <laughs> and that's, that's basically where I decided. You don't like land. Michael Jackson. 
No, I don't want to live in a world where I can't listen to him. Oh, uh, okay, okay. If I have to live in a world where we can't listen to Michael Jackson anymore, I don't know if it's worth it. That's where I'm, you know. But what about your thoughts on Michael Jackson? I don't approve. Very mixed, okay. I don't approve (laughs) of, you know, I mean, obviously... We just lost a hundred listeners just for saying that. Well, he 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 has a lot. He had a lot of issues. Okay, we know it's probably not great. The situation is probably not great. We know it's not great, but I mean, the classics. Exactly. Well, I like how our non. I didn't even have anything to say for our recommendations, and it turned into a deep discussion. (laughs) But yeah, so you don't have anything. Well, this, but my only recommendation today is it's I'm working on a project and mm-hmm. it's we've been five months in the process, but I can't really disclose anything right now. So I think mm, you guys, you guys are going to have to uh, check back, you know, maybe oh. next episode and okay. I might have some details that I can disclose about it, but there's about four months left of this project and then okay. uh, we'll be, yeah. you know, it's mm, going to be great. <laughs> can't wait to see what it is check back check back all right i'm on the edge of my seat or i will be <laughs> for the next two weeks <laughs> all right well everybody you know where to find us facebook yep. blue dot harrison county instagram blue dot harrison county yep um, yep come see us stuff. uh that we have been putting out a lot of content on there that we don't even talk about here on the pot so if you want regular updates on stuff that's happening at meetings you should yeah. be following us exactly and mm-hmm. make sure you uh, to leave a review if you're listening mm-hmm. to the podcast on Apple or Spotify. Go ahead and give us, you know, however many stars you want to give us. You know, you think yeah, we're I've a never four actually, star. I've never looked if we have any reviews. I think we have one. Oh, so, great. But please <laughs> tell us. Yeah. Yeah. It's Even if you just, because, if you don't like well, it, if you have a lot of other podcasts I listen to, you know, they're constantly like, give us reviews. That's how other people find the show. But like how do other people need to find our show? Like they're not going to know what we're talking about. <laughs> I mean, like Harrison County people, yeah. you know, well, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. The thing with our podcast is it's very, the sky is like, not the limit with this podcast. Exactly. This is just like a local podcast. So <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah. we have a limited audience here, yeah. but you know, share it with a friend that lives here. Yeah. is invested. How Absolutely. About that? Yep. Okay. <laughs> All right. All right. Bye-bye. Well, we'll catch you guys on the next episode. Okay.